Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The Super Bowl, it's three days away. I suppose we should actually start talking about, like, what's happening on the field. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, I suppose I'm ready for football now. My burnout from the divisional round and the championship round, I'm all ready for the Super Bowl. I'm ready to talk about on the field, okay? I promise we have gotten ourselves to that point. Ken Levicka Live Thursday edition here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. I am on the move. I am not in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach. In fact, I am in Bowling Green, Kentucky on the call of FAU Western Kentucky basketball tonight. So I'm on the move. ESPN 106.3 on the move delivered by Brightline. Brightline's back better than ever. Live life on the bright side. A guy who is in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers right off of the Intracoastal is Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz and Because it's Thursday, that means that we have the station mother. She is the show queen. Queen, yes, queen. It's Keely Ferguson of WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. You see her beautiful, friendly face on television, and she is in her typical Thursday spot. Keely, it is so good to hear from you. I've missed you dearly over the last seven days. Hello, ma'am. Hello, kid. You know I got to give you some grief, though, already. Please do. Top of the show. Please do. Please do. How are you going to introduce Stone before me? Uh, here's, how, here's what I wanted to do. How am I the do. queen and you introduce the court jester before the queen? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, but, I love that. Please keep doing that. Uh, no, here, here's what happened. Um, I was what they call in the business trying to stall for time uh, for you. Uh, because I, I had a feeling, I know your routine. You come into the studio and since I can't see you, since I'm in Kentucky, uh, I can't see you. I figured you're going to do your routine. You come in, you grab the disinfectant uh-huh, wipes, you uh-huh. mic- wipe down the microphone, get your purse uh-huh. settled in. Uh-huh. Sit down, put the earphones in, earbuds in. I was, I was just trying to to help you get settled in because I don't want you uncomfortable. I, well, two things. Um, one, I didn't know you were gone. We got to talk about this, Ken. Maybe I should just look at the the FAU <laughs> basketball schedule and then I'll know when you're gone. Because I was confused. I was like, okay, wait, we're doing the show, right? Is mm. Ken gone? Nobody mm. told me. I see. I don't know your name, baby. What's your name? Cyrus. Baby boy Cyrus was sitting in your spot, and I said, "Well, now who is this? That's not can't. Are we? Do we have a guest?" Literally, ten things ran through my head, and so that's why I didn't come in. I was actually here. I've been here for probably like eight or ten minutes at this point. Oh man! And I was like, "What? Now wait, I'm confused." Uh, and so it, it, I went in the other room trying to settle my confusion, and just and wasn't sure. And I said, "Well, that's obviously, because I actually went into our office area, and yeah. I went, well, maybe Ken's out there, and unless I was the big bobblehead of you." And I said, "Well." That, <laughs> Well, he's not here. <laughs> well, I guess he's out. So let me just go in and figure out what's going on. So that was re- that was why you had to stall for time for me because I was really trying to figure out, <laughs> figure out where was, is where is my co-host. What right. was ha- and you know we have yeah. so many new teammates. So I just yeah. did, and everybody's got a mask on. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> now I will say, Cyrus, he is a a clean cut gentleman. He looks professional, right? Like right. So, if there so I was, thought maybe we had a guest host. Yeah. So, well, I don't know who he is. He's cute. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, little, yeah, little yeah, handsome, for sure. Little handsome I, devil there. Could you call him baby boy again? I like that. Baby boy Cyrus. Yeah, I like that an awful lot. Well, because uh, no, everybody's one. a baby to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just means well, I'm old. Well, here's the thing, Keely, is at like 98% of the radio shows in this country that are remote this week are out in L.A. for the Super Bowl. Right. And then there's this show where I'm remote <laughs> from Kentucky. Like, that's, I, right. I, that, that's really the reality of this show right now. And uh, we do have NBA trade deadline, by the way. We have a couple of deals. We'll get through them. Uh, one that maybe impacts the Heat, but maybe doesn't, was just made, including or involving Goran Dragic, who's headed to San Antonio. We'll go through the full rundown in a couple of minutes, but I, I wanted to talk Super Bowl because I don't know about you, Keely. I found myself drained by the the drama, the last second insanity of the division round, and then of both the AFC and NFC championship games. It's getting to a point where now I'm ready to focus in on the fact that there is an actual championship football game on Sunday. Prior to this, I've just sort of been like, wow. I, I, the Super Bowl, yeah, I know it's coming. I know it's on the way, but not really caring about what's going to happen on the field. I suppose I need to get myself fully to that point, right? We're like 72 hours away. Well, I, I mean, I think I think you'll be fine. Even if you don't get yourself to the point until Sunday morning, I think you'll be okay. I don't think anybody's going to call you and say, Ken, <laughs> we need you. We need Bro, you. Wake up. Yeah. Get yourself together. But I also think I was just having this conversation with your BFF, Brian McLovin Rowitz, mm-hmm. last night. And we were just really realizing we hadn't heard a lot about what's happening in the Super Bowl. It's just been, you know, you hear a lot yeah. leading up to the Super Bowl. I've covered Super, a Super Bowl before, and there's a lot that happens. But I think the players, it always sounds like player cliche, but when they say it's just another game. Now, we know that part isn't true, but as far as the way they prepare, it really is. The way the media covers it, it really is. After the craziness of, you know, the first media day, after that, it really is just a regular week. Having said that, I think because we, and I know we're going to get to this, but because we've had all the stuff that has happened with Brian Flores, with the Dolphins, Mm -hmm. with the NFL, with Roger Goodell, yada, 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 this entire last seven days, the Super Bowl really kind of took a back seat and I think that's why we weren't really paying a whole lot of attention because there are a lot of stories to be told leading up to Super Bowl week, but other things were just a little bit more exciting. That's a good point. Like, football was is. still front it. and center. I, I, you are, and you are gospel, and Jeez. I appreciate that. It's and you're together. coherent, which is helpful on this show. <laughs> well, uh, but you're you're right, though. Like Football was still front and center, but it was a totally different aspect mm-hmm. of football. And you're right. It totally – like, think about it. The last, last Thursday, we spent the entire second hour talking about Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. And that was when we still could have been talking about the conference championship games. That I mean, you're, you're right on with that. I also think that there is something to this matchup not being as attractive. Storyline rich is probably the better way to put it as it was last year. Think about it. Anytime Brady's mm-hmm. involved, mm-hmm. that's going to be big time. And you're going to talk about legacy. But – also, you had another legacy question in Patrick Mahomes, who was facing him in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time we had seen a, a, a home team actually play at their home stadium mm-hmm. for a Super Bowl. Before that, it was Patrick Mahomes. Is this going to be the first championship of a Hall of Fame career? Uh, anytime you have a, a Super Bowl with Mahomes in it, it's going to be storyline rich. This one, it's Joe Burrow's fun. And he's cool. And the Bengals are an awesome story. But what are they known for? Sucking. 
So they've been sucking up until now this year. They've suddenly come out of nowhere. And then there's the Rams. And no one cares about L.A. as a football market. I think the the initial reaction is to always just sort of spit on L.A. as a, as a, a football-supporting community and just say, oh, these people don't deserve it. They have bought their team the way they built their team. There's, there's not this feel-good, other than Joe Burrow, aspect to this. Because, yeah, the, fine, Bengals, long-suffering, but they're known for sucking. Just being sucky and sucking and doing sucking things for an awful long time. And then the Rams, where it's just like, oh, they've come out of nowhere. This is their second Super Bowl appearance in four years. Whatever. I don't care. They don't deserve it. I think that also contributes to it. Uh I agree and I disagree. I agree with the with the whole home team playing in their home stadium. Since we literally just saw this movie last year, it's kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so, oh, I've been there, done that. That part is not that exciting. But when you talk about Matthew Stafford, I, I'm, just, I'm just pulling for Matthew Stafford. I don't know anything about him as far as him being a person, but this is it. Like we got to so do this. When, this is the year. <laughs> so when you it. watch Sunday, like mm-hmm. you are, you're going to because people like us who don't root for for winning teams, especially me. Like right. you, you tend I to don't. send your allegiance to the Saints. I do, and you've at least had some the good Cowboys. moments. <laughs> and the, well, and that's the problem. That's your fault. <laughs> uh, me, I've aligned myself with the Bears and Dolphins, which is right. like just sticking a, a sharp uh, object into my groin over and over and over again. <laughs> this uh, is the second week in a row you've talked about your groin. Do you have a problem? <laughs> no, I. You know what it is? It's self-loathing. So anytime, anytime that I need to self-punish, uh, hypothetically, it comes via the groin. My gosh. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, but so you need to find other reasons mm-hmm. to pay attention mm-hmm. other than it just being the Super Bowl. Like I'll watch for all the prop bets, and we'll get to those later. Mm-hmm. And I'll watch for the the aesthetics and the colors and all. It's all fun and good. But I want something to latch onto. Now there's an FAU component to this, Keely. There is an FAU player who is going to win a Super Bowl regardless of what happens Sunday. Trey Hendrickson, pass rusher for the Bengals, or Buddy Howell, special teams extraordinaire for the Rams. So that makes me feel good, but then mm-hmm. that also means that I'm not rooting for one side in particular. I want to see the Rams win, not because I think the city deserves it or because they're a great story or because they built their team uh, in a, you know, just take all our money manner. I want to see guys like Aaron Donald win. I want to see guys like Matthew Stafford win. I want to see Odell Beckham win. All of these for different reasons. Stafford, because he was in football purgatory Mm -hmm. for his entire pro career. Mm Aaron Donald, because he has done everything except win a championship, and he's arguably the best defensive player of our generation. And then Odell Beckham, because all people want to do is crap on him. And he's been a huge addition to that team. And for him to be able to wear a ring and flaunt it and say, hey, Cleveland, want to hate on me? Eat this. Hey, New York, you want to hate on me? Eat this. I kind of love that storyline. I, I, okay. I think that's a good storyline, too. But I also think uh, there's so many things you say and so many things that I want to unpack from, <laughs> from what you say. <laughs> but let me say this. I, L.A. fans get a bad rep because when we think L.A., we think silicone. <laughs> we, we think fake. We think pretentious. We think wealth. We think all those things. All that is true. I'm not going to say that that is not there. But there are a lot of just regular average everyday people in the Los Angeles area, particularly in the Inglewood area, particularly 
and greater Los Angeles, all the wealth and all that stuff is not in L.A. or in L.A. County. It's Calabasas. Mm-hmm. It's Santa sure. Monica. It's, sure. you know, it's all basically all the places where, where you can go up. <laughs> Anytime you yeah, start going up right. towards a mountain, that's where the money is. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> the where elevation it, means more green. Exactly, exactly, because the views are beautiful. But so, so having said that, I, I think that those fans get a bad rep because if you if you think about when the Raiders left LA and how many people were so upset about it, think about when NWA first came out and they were rocking all the Raiders stuff. Mm-hmm. You still have a ton of those fans still in that area, and a, and a ton of the former. L.A., then St. Louis, then back to L.A. fans that are still there. So I would say that as now UCLA fans, that's different. USC fans, big fan base as well. So I think that, one, the fans get a bad rep. I wouldn't say that they don't deserve it. So uh, th- let me unpack that part. Okay, okay. But again, I just think that so many other things this these this past seven days took the shine off this Super Bowl because we would have been talking about Matthew Stafford being in – in football purgatory mm-hmm. for his entire career. But that just got overshone by Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins and Brian yeah. Flores and the Dolphins. Yeah. And, and we know the storyline. And, and this is where I, I want you to listen to this, Keely. This was um, this was your boy, Stephen A. Smith, today. Why is he uh, my boy? Because he's black. <laughs> hey, you brought to that place, not this guy. He really, he really is my friend. <laughs> like, I, like, I, in, like in real life, we are acquainted. I actually feel like he'd be a great person to hang out with. Is he as intense in my personal time as he is no. in <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all he speaks like a normal person <laughs> <laughs> well this is Stephen a the uh, performance artist earlier today on first take uh talking about matt stafford versus joe burrow i want you to i want you to listen to this and see what you think about this here's Stephen a smith uh who is calm off the microphone according to bff keely ferguson here's Stephen a the bottom line is this matthew stafford has had big-time moments, had a lot of game-winning drives, phenomenal numbers. We know what he brings to the table his first 12 years in Detroit. Had it won a single playoff game, not one, 0-3. First of all, that means you missed the playoffs nine times, went to the playoffs three times, and then didn't win the game the three times you win the playoffs. But we continuously pointed to the Detroit Lions being a member of that organization, how that served as an impediment to his success. Fair enough. He comes to L.A., all right? Mm -hmm. What does he do? He beats Kyler Murray in Arizona. They weren't ready. DeAndre Hopkins being out didn't help matters. Then you go up against Tom Brady, okay? Yep. You up 27-3. Gave up that damn 27-3 lead, uh, even though he did, he did, he could, he delivered the goods, connected the cup. I didn't forget that, but okay. the bottom line is, when you score on football, the other team gets the ball, okay? Which means that you had an opportunity to stop the bleeding, and Tom Brady almost took you out. 44-year-old Tom Brady. That's neither here nor there. Then you go against San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo. You handle your business. You can't go to your home turf, which is so far stadium in Los Angeles, California, where you where you are now, what you now call home, and lose to Joe Burrow. You can't do that. You cannot do that. Now, yeah, you can't. You can't do that. Yeah, I agree with that. And so for me. I'm looking at the way Joe, because Joe Burrow's a bad brother now. He's, he's something special. He's a bad boy. brother. He's something special, okay? And Jamal Chase is something special. Yep. We'll see what's going to happen with him and Jalen Ramsey. We're looking forward to that. But you Matthew Stafford talking about Sean McVay or whatever. Yeah, you the coach, you here. They got to go out and play. And, and, and Matthew Stafford is his guy. 
You got the ball in your hand. You a veteran. You ain't no second-year player in your first full season like Zach Taylor's got with Joe Burrow. No, this is Matthew Stafford. You got to close the deal. There's no question about it. Nope. There's more pressure on him than Sean Mc. Uh, We're going to do that thing where this is Matt Stafford. Stafford. He can't on his home field lose to Joe Burrow. I I just... I, I, I hate that thought because you've already gotten to this point. And, Stone, you can back me up on this. Dan Orlovsky uh, on, on Get Up a couple of, what was it, like seven days ago, said that it's a failure if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl. A failure of a season because they compiled all this talent and they have such a small window. I honestly think like the hardest part is done. You can't say this Rams team is a failure, and you can't say Stafford's a failure if he doesn't beat Joe Burrow. I can't stand that narrative. I honestly think I'm impressed with the what the Rams have been able to do in one offseason. They went from, uh, we're sort of teetering to, here we are back in the Super Bowl. I mean, for, for me, Keely, the hardest work's already been done. It has. You, you called on stone. I see you want Stone to talk. You want me to talk? No, no. I was just <laughs> referencing Stone. Not time oh. for him yet. Oh, it's not Stone time. Not Stone it's time. Always Stone time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, seriously though, I agree. Again, I agree and I disagree with you. I'm not taking a hard line in the stand on anything so far this show, but I understand what Orlovsky and Stephen A are saying. I don't. I never believe that seasons are a failure. The entire seasons are a failure when you get to this point and you lose the big game. If you lose the big game. I don't believe that to be true. However, I do understand what they're saying. It's kind of alluding to what I was saying at the top of the show. Where he has been, Matthew Stafford's 33. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is kind of, this might be it. You know what I mean? Now, a lot of people think that in general about going to the Super Bowl, about how hard it is to get back. Yeah. Could Again, be it for the Bengals. You never know. Right, true. But there's more upside to Burrow than Stafford as far as we're talking about longevity. Now, anything can happen between now and next season. I'm not wishing anything on anybody because obviously we saw Tom Brady play to 44. However, that is not the norm. <laughs> he is an anomaly. The norm, And Matthew Stafford, you would argue, is an anomaly as well. The average length of time for anybody to stay in the NFL is three and a half years. So yeah. the fact that he is not just in his – he is past 30 and still in the game and now playing at this high level, I think we can't say that anything that he does is a failure. However, I do understand the sentiment because this likely is his last shot at doing this. Keeley's rooting for Matt Stafford. He's a good story. Un- well, I- unless my husband starts rooting for Joe Burrows and then, you know, I got to change Oh, you got to go. You got to go with, uh, with your boy. Yeah, Not I'm- Stephen A., but your husband. Exactly. L- yeah. Listen. <laughs> I mean, I don't know break that, up a happy home, kid. Good God! <laughs> I am being very destructive right now. Jeez. Uh, uh, but Ke- Keely, it, until until her husband starts rooting for Joe Burrow, Keely, right now, as of Thursday afternoon, yes. is it wants to see Matt Stafford win. For me, I, I think the Rams are full of guys who advocated for themselves. Matt Stafford, especially OBJ, or well, his dad definitely advocated for him. <laughs> Uh, but he's in a position. I just I like that. I like guys that took advantage of trying to dictate their own path instead yes. of others doing it for them. And that's why I'm rooting for the Rams. So as we sit here three days outside of the Super Bowl, what is your on-field rooting interest? Is it a team? Is it a specific player? We're in football mode now, but uh, there's a lot of us here in Palm Beach 
Orange County and the Treasure Coast who don't have a dog in this fight, especially a team in this fight. So what is your on-field rooting interest for this Super Bowl on Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Uh, now Friday Night Lights, I do want to uh, – your rooting interest in this, because you don't have a dog in the fight either from a team standpoint. No. I know you're all quarterbacks all the time, you being a, a former high school football quarterback ace and uh, a playoff uh, winning college quarterback at the Division One level, but where are you focused here? What's your on-field rooting interest? I mean, I know you're not a huge fan when I go junkie, but you know I'm a junkie, so that, that's kind of where my answer is going to be. Offense. My simple okay. answer is offense. I think where this game is headed, not the Super Bowl, but football and the NFL in general, is around you know putting all your eggs in one baskets and having the skill players and having the firepower. And I think on both sides of the ball, they're on on offense at least. I mean, in defense for LA, not necessarily Cincinnati, but there's so many guys to look forward to. And with now teams going forward on fourth downs and trusting analytics, it's just interesting to see that like this Super Bowl probably won't play out like any of the ones we've seen in the past. So I'm excited for all the skill players and to see how offense really just kind of controls the game. Keely, did you uh, did you hear anything definitive in that? That's okay. Offense. <laughs> so wait, you're rooting for offense. <laughs> He's rooting for offense. Stone. Is that not definitive? No, like we. Were, I, I was more. Said, for... If he'd have said, you know, I just want to see a good game. That's well, not definitive. I got I'm, your back, Stone. I'm just. You know what? I'm gonna say I'm rooting for punting. I I basically just did the same thing. <laughs> Like I'm rooting for punting. I mean, in this game. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's Matthew Stafford, and I've told you that a hundred times. I think if you're siding with Stephen A. Smith and Dan Olavsky in the sense that this season's a failure for L.A. if they don't win the Super Bowl, I think you aren't a Matthew Stafford guy. I think there anybody who's rooting for Matthew Stafford doesn't really care if he wins or loses this game, but will feel bad for him if he loses it. So we all want to see him win. There I don't you go. Stand on there that. you go, Matt Stafford. See, Stone is signed on to Matt Stafford, and I think part of it is, and I like the <laughs> fact that he, he traced it back to Stephen A. and Dan Orlovsky because that's the true nature of the show, which is petty. Stick it to those guys. <laughs> Stick petty. it to those guys. I like that. Your on-field rooting interest in the Super Bowl on Sunday, player or a one of the teams for a specific reason. I'm just curious because we're very far away in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. We are distanced from anything rooting interest-wise with the Bengals and the Rams. What are you rooting for? What are you angling for on Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, tweet at us, at KLV1063. That's my personal Twitter, so don't abuse it. I don't need Jack Assery in my Twitter account count okay uh let's go to david and jupiter david's on ken levick alive what's up david hey what's going on uh i think my opinion on the super bowl is probably pretty similar to a lot of the country there's not a lot of chances for real small markets and their fan bases to get championships and so i'm for originally from indianapolis and i uh-huh. saw what a super bowl win did to indianapolis and how much it meant to the city so I'm pulling for the Bengals for really that reason and that reason only. See, that's good. That is a a good approach to take to this, David, and I appreciate it. That's how it's done. David comes from the Midwest, comes from the breadbasket of the country, if you will. Right, Keely? That's what they call it. 
I don't know. <laughs> You're from the Midwest. I have no idea. Uh, I just know uh, y'all have man. interesting accents. That's all I know about the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know and what's it's crazy? It, it, it is very cold. Lake Michigan is a scourge on society. Um, but, but yeah, like David's looking at a small market, and you're right. It's rare that a small market wins anything, especially especially in in football. And this is good. That's why I think people root for Green Bay. I think that before they started going to every Super Bowl, that's why people were rooting for Kansas City to an extent. But you have a big market, L.A. They've had a team back for four years, and they're in a second Super Bowl. And then you have the Bengals who, as, as, as I mentioned, Keely, they are known for sucking. And they have an opportunity now to, to win the Super Bowl. That's good. David's rooting for the small market. That's how it's done. What is your on-field rooting interest? Because, again, I can't imagine there's a lot of people listening right now that they're fans of the Rams or the Bengals in Palm Beach County or the Treasure Coast. Your on-field rooting interest Sunday is what? I think we're across the board, Stafford, but I'm going to extend it to the guys who advocated for themselves as well, including Odell Beckham. I want to see the Rams win because a lot of guys on those roster, this is – their last chance or a late chance in a career and they realized you know what my situation is bad i need to get somewhere where i can win i like that 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 twitter at klv1063 and you're going to win and you're going to be allowed to advocate for yourself and you're going to be put in a position to succeed with the fau mba sport management program the title sponsor of ken levick alive fau.edu slash mba sport fau.edu slash mba sport the fau mba sport management program 22 years of doing it now that legacy window it's not closing it's wide open and they adapt to the times. It's like it's like the Rams. You need to go get skilled players. They went out and did it. Well, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program knows that you need to start focusing on NFTs and crypto. That's about to become a big part of the sports business world. They teach all of those things. The adjunct professors are in the sports industry. This is your path to the sports industry. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, internationally renowned. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Sign up for summer semester and fall semester classes now when we return we continue to talk super bowl also mike mcdaniel introduced today in miami gardens as new dolphins head coach we'll hear from him as well what he had to say in his first official public appearance as Dolphins head coach. She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. She's the show queen. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LeVick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LeVicka. I've been saying it since he was hired. Mike McDaniel is unlike any NFL head coach we have ever seen. And he had his press conference today uh, to be introduced as the Dolphins' new head man. And it definitely did not disappoint. Thursday, it's one of the best days of the week. That's because I get to spend time with Keeley Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Even if I'm like 1,700 miles away, it just feels right. Keeley's in the end of John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach. I'm Ken Levicka, and uh, I am in Bowling Green, Kentucky at, uh, at a hotel. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the reason is, deal with you. yeah, yeah. And I, hey, I'm just hanging out. I'm hanging out by the business center, and uh, we're all set to go. I've got some coffee, and uh, you know, here's the thing: when I'm traveling, and I'll keep this quick because I actually did want to get something done this segment. Um, I I drink cafe con leche all the time because, as you know, Keely, I'm Cuban. 
Um, I'm Cuban by you. yeah, I'm Cuban by marriage and by um, you know what I've helped to spawn into this world. Not spawn. But, <laughs> yeah. What is the difference between cafe con leche and coffee with milk? Uh, cafe con leche uses Cuban espresso, which is um, meth. And <laughs> you take that on the road with you? I don't, and I should. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cuban espresso is is morning meth, if you will. <laughs> and so once you get hooked on it, you're not coming off of it. So any sort of coffee, uh, even Italian espresso, it just doesn't have the type of potency that um, that Cuban espresso does. And so I okay. always, on the road like this, I'm always like four or five cups of coffee a day as opposed to like one uh, back home. And ah. so now I'm on like coffee number three right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, you should try Cuban espresso. I think it's really going to get you going. Can I think there's something there with uh, maybe getting us a sponsor or something like that? Get us closer to Mario Cristobal and the boys down there. Ah, uh, yes, a little cafecito with Coach Cristobal. I kind of <laughs> like that, actually. I've already got a name with it. Joins the show once a week, and we drink yeah. espresso, Can't know about espresso four together. about Spanish words, and I swear. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, man. You can tell I've practiced them, though, because they come out okay. I know four of them, and I, I've repeated them over and over. Cafecito with Coach Cristobal, I think, is a great segment. And if we wanted to get some Cuban coffee company on board, hey, I hope sales are listening. Hope you're listening right now in the ESPN West Palm offices. Let's get on it. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Um, I, I don't want you, Keely, to be um, – I don't want you to be concerned because we had Stephen A. Smith's thoughts on Matt Stafford. And how you can't lose to Joe Burrow. Well, don't worry. Max Kellerman and Keyshawn Johnson, uh, you hear them 6 to 10, 10 a.m. every day here on ESPN 106.3. They had similar thoughts, but it was about the Bengals. All the bases are covered. Stone, let's hear what those two had to say about Joe Burrow and the Bengals this morning. Oh, you don't have that? Okay. All right. Well, never mind. Uh, Stone doesn't have that. Uh, they said basically that, hey, Joe Burrow, um, what does he have to lose? Well, the Super Bowl. Everything. And they were pretty adamant about it. So, I mean, here's here's the thing, Keely. Here's the mm-hmm. point is – I mean, people are going to think that both sides, for different reasons, have the most pressure on them. And that pressure discussion is an easy place to go to. I assure you both sides are feeling the exact same pressure. It just so happens if you're talking about real life here, it's Mm -hmm. obvious that the older team, there's probably, to fans, a greater urgency to win it because the window probably closes quicker. So Mm -hmm. pressure is probably not the right word to use. I think the timeliness is probably the right word to use. Timeliness, the Rams probably need to win this. No, I I agree. And, you know, my dad said this once. This was years ago. He said he hates when announcers say things like the team has nothing to lose. He said, yes, they do. The game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. But I, but I understand the sentiment. Now, of course, if you ask the players, they would never uh, agree to that. But I wonder if there's just a little piece of them that if they lost, if Joe Burrow and the Bengals don't win, if he gets over it in three days, as opposed to if the Rams lose and Stafford doesn't get over it for like a month. Yeah, I think Stafford's going to be okay though because he played for the Lions. 
I, I just I feel like that's hardened you. I know that it, you've gotten to this big game and it's a career aspiration and it would be really tough. But again, I feel like something happens to you internally and <laughs> and mentally when you played for the Lions for your entire career. By the way, yeah. good news, Keely. Mm-hmm. Stone actually does have the audio of Max Kellerman and Keyshawn Johnson. So instead of me paraphrasing off the top of my head, let's hear what they had to say here on ESPN 106.3. We think of Joe Burrow as he's about to become the face of the league, potentially. Oh, my God, the biggest winner, da da da, da. All of a sudden, Matthew Stafford flips the script, and it becomes all about Matthew Stafford. And we're going to be asking questions. Can the Bengals get back to the Super Bowl? Is Joe Burrow overrated if he has a bad game, all those things? like it, How it, strong it, is the AFC? How, yeah, can it look at Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson's going to get there. All these got Justin Herbert. So, so the swing in terms of what it means for that whole franchise plus the quarterback between winning and losing this thing is huge. They have plenty to lose in the Super Bowl. You're losing the damn Super Bowl. You don't want to be the guy sitting at the end of the bench at the end of the game watching the other team sit there with your head leaned back looking at the sky with little tears trickling down as they drop the confetti on the other side. That's not what you want to do because you may never get back. Keely kind of sounds like Keyshawn Johnson's your dad. Like, yeah, you lost the damn Super Bowl. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good point. Joe Burrow is not going to feel good uh, if they they lose the Super Bowl. So again, these discussions about who has the most pressure, we tend to do that in mm-hmm. in sports talk because it's an easy place to to go. And I'm not gonna lie, like I've I've done it. I think it's more of a from a, a timeliness standpoint. Whereas the word is more urgency lie because both teams feel pressure, but the urgency just based on how the rosters are made up and the key components of those rosters, it's pretty clear Like the Rams are a little bit more up against it than the Bengals are. But I think we do that in real life with anything. Like, you know, if, if someone were to ask either of us which one of your children is the toughest right now? Like you're going. <laughs> oh boy, the three-year-old. My sweet <laughs> Jesus, God. You have, but you have an answer. Is my point. Now yeah, that yeah. may that may change as the baby gets older, and now you got preteens on both sides or a preteen and a teenager that may change but and god bless you you, you have two girls mm. Mm. what a hashtag it, the estrogen is real i know i i, I mean <laughs> here's the thing like when when you go two for two like i did in trying because i've got i've just got it you know um it, it's it's really tough to even think about it, the chances that i could have had a uh, a male and maybe broken up some of the drama in the household but you know when when you're back to back like that cuz you've got the the strength and the power it's just something you live with <laughs> you know this is that's my fault that's my fault <laughs> i shouldn't even see you you and i have worked together long that enough where you fault. need to know that you can't lead me into those things cuz i'm going to flex on you yeah, i'm going to flex that that's you know what though if ken if that's your biggest flex in life i think you can have that you all can right. have that all right kids Good. are yeah. a big flex but yeah, but, right. but yeah it is an easy place for us to go in sports talk but it is a fair thing i think people will talk about this at the barbershop or at the sports bar or just hanging around the water cooler. Do people yeah. still hang around the water cooler anymore? Uh, six our, feet, our, water cooler, six feet. our water cooler, we weren't allowed to use it for a while, so it is working again, but I've never hung out by the water cooler and yeah. talked to anybody at ESPN West Palm. Well, we have a nice kitchen. so people, That's we, true. We hang out by the kitchen. So that would point. be something that we would talk about there. So I think it is a fair question in general because the two teams and their quarterbacks are so diametrically opposed when you think about their oh, yeah. their longevity in the league if totally. you will. because yes I, not Matthew Stafford and the Rams could lose and they could be back next year 
Joe Burrow and the Bengals could lose and could be back next year. Yeah. Or they both could lose and never get back again. Joe Burrow could never, ever go back to the Super Bowl, yeah. ever. And I and I understand the point, too, if he has a bad game, it could be is he overrated. But you know what? That's dims the brakes. That's, yeah. that's what we do, yeah. especially now that we have 24-hour news cycle and everybody and we have podcasts and we have hours that we got to talk about on the radio. We're going to talk about something, and that's what we're going to talk about. By the way, it does make me think, has anybody ever – talked around their office water cooler. Do people actually talk around the water cooler? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, because never in my life have I had a conversation around any water cooler, especially one in the office. Why wouldn't you have a conversation around the coffee machine? Why wouldn't you have a conversation in the common area? Who? Where does that term even come from? Because who the hell was having any office conversation by the water cooler? Who drinks water? Together, I don't understand that. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Um, we'll, we'll hear uh, a couple of the, the key quotes from Mike McDaniel, his press conference uh, from earlier today down at Miami Gardens, new head coach of the Dolphins. But um, before we do that, what I'm curious about, Keely, is just how the cities of uh, the stars in the Super Bowl, the, the, the previous girlfriends, if you will, how they're handling their former stars on the precipice of a championship. And it's really on the Rams side. Like Detroit, I generally get the sense Lions fans are happy for Matt Stafford. Like mm-hmm. He put in his time. He he served his sentence and he got he got an opportunity to do something special. But I also think that it's because the Lions were so bought in on helping him. They organizationally did the right thing. He did the right thing by asking the right way. Hey, you know, uh, new head coach. I'd really like a chance to go compete because I know we're not at that point. And that really set the tone. Like Detroit is legitimately happy for Matt Stafford, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. It's like your 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 favorite son goes away, but you felt like okay, listen, we were we couldn't give you what you needed. It was it was a it was a conscious uncoupling. Yeah, we yeah, knew we couldn't give you what you needed, so maybe you can go find happiness over here. A conscious uncoupling that is perfect. And then there's Cleveland, who's always sad. Like let's be clear, Cleveland is such a pathetic sports town. Because everything with them is, please respect us. We're legit, too. We deserve love and attention. And I honestly thought the Cavs winning a title would cure that. But no, <laughs> that, that woe-is-me mindset just sauntered a couple of blocks down the street to, uh, to, to the Browns. And everything with the Browns is, oh, you don't want to play with us? Well, bleep you. Uh, and Odell Beckham is the target of their ire. I can't tell you how many tweets I've seen uh, over the last seven days with Cleveland media types saying that Odell Beckham quit on them. That how dare you root for Odell Beckham because he turned his back on the city of Cleveland. He was a bad guy. And blaming their current woes on Odell Beckham, which is patently ridiculous. One of the reasons Odell Beckham wanted to leave is because it's clear his quarterback play was subpar at best. And that quarterback, Keely, is still on the Browns roster and is making sure everybody knows how hurt he was this past season and is making sure that he's most the most dramatic person on Twitter possible. Uh, Cleveland is so sad. I, I feel badly for them, but it's so annoying. Just 
stop already. Uh, you can hate Odell Beckham, but he is not the reason the Browns missed the playoffs this year. Uh, that Baker guy is the reason your team missed the playoffs that this Baker year. That Baker dude. <laughs> yeah, that Baker dude. Um, and I know Stone loves him. I know Stone loves his swagger. But I, I, I think it's so sad when a city throws so much vitriol over it. Let's, let's make it clear. It's a wideout. He's a wide receiver. His whole production is based on someone delivering him the ball. And the person mm-hmm. delivering him the ball in Cleveland was the guy who's still leading the Browns offense. It's, it's so sad the way Cleveland conducts itself. What do you expect? I mean, they're just... I don't, what I don't, do you want them to do? Well, I want them to grow up. Like, because Cleveland they're not the Bears, because the Bears have been bad, <laughs> as we know. But the Bears have also been good. The Bears have been very good. So it's easy to go back to say, you know what, we're bad now, but we know what we can be. They've they've not ever been there. No. And then you have somebody that's a star like Odell Beckham Jr. that comes there and says, I hate it. He literally is telling you, I, I hate it. And you're like, well, then leave. Yeah. You know did. what I mean? And so... So it's it's not a conscious uncoupling. This is a bitter divorce. Yeah, and, and but but here's the thing: it's I suppose you should become numb to divorces if you're Cleveland because this isn't the first time that they've had a spouse that has come to that city, including someone from there or from the vicinity of that area, and said, "You know what? This ain't for me. I don't like it here. I'm out." But I mean, it's the guy Elizabeth who eventually Taylor. <laughs> yeah. You think you're gonna get it right? You're like maybe. <laughs> You know what, Richard Burton, we didn't work out that first time, but may, maybe we can get together again. Was he like her, he was her third, second and something seventh like, husband? Yeah, something, something like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it, like even like LeBron, LeBron was like, yeah, you know what, eh, this, isn't, uh, this isn't good for me. And I like grew up around here. And so he eventually came back and, and won them a title. But like mm-hmm. Cleveland, just get over it. A wide receiver didn't make or break your fortunes this year. You're subpar, below average, and the numbers prove it. Quarterback who had an anomaly playoff run a year ago, he's the reason for your problems. You're complaining at the wrong person. Stop being a victim and grow up. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 20. Uh, she's here on her typical Thursday run. I want to tell you about Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Pat, he has your back. If you have a complaint, if you have a personal injury matter, if you've been injured in a slip and fall, boating accident, motorcycle accident, automobile accident, it's scary. You don't know where to go. You need someone to advocate for you like Odell Beckham's dad did for him and got him the hell out of Cleveland. Well, Pat Lawler's going to try and get you the compensation you deserve. Lawler & Associates, decades of trial experience. Uh, for a free consultation, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. That is Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Pat is the man. His firm is outstanding. He has your back. Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Mike McDaniel, some of his select quotes from the Dolphins head coach introductory press conference earlier today. That's on the way. Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN one oh six three. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN one oh six three. Here's Ken Lavica. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. 
across the board. Me, Ken Levicka, Keely Ferguson, Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. We want Matthew Stafford. We want good things to happen to him in the Super Bowl on Sunday. For me, I'm going to extend it to the Rams because they advocated for themselves, including Odell Beckham, who rightfully got the hell out of Cleveland, and now he's on the verge of winning a championship. What are you on the field, player, team? What are you rooting for? Here in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast, we don't have a lot of Bengals fans. We don't have a lot of Rams fans. So what on-field aspect are you actually rooting for on Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Now, Friday Night Lights, Keeley, uh, he, he is sure that he has at least one person in Detroit who is not rooting for Matthew Stafford. <laughs> uh, Stone, what is your theory here? Yeah, you mentioned you know everybody was proud of their you know little brother for going on and doing big things, but there's just one person left over there that I can assure is not very happy about what's going on, and that's Jared Goff. <laughs> I mean, literally, Matthew Stafford swooped in. I mentioned to you, you know, took his girlfriend, took his car uh-huh. keys, took everything he owned, said, "You're moving to Michigan, buddy," and and is playing in a Super Bowl. With all of his former players and his former coaches and all that. So, yeah, you just left one guy out. That's a good point. Poor Jared Goff. I do wonder how he's feeling right now. He kind of just got thrown into the scrap heap. Hey, thanks for the Super Bowl appearance a couple of years ago. Uh, we're moving on to bigger and hotter things, and there he is. <laughs> He's been enjoying his offseason for, for quite some time. I think Keely Stone might be on to something. Yeah, but you know I'm always, always going to take uh, the devil's advocate approach, if you will. Is that Matthew Stafford's fault, or is that Sean McVay's fault? So is it the dad that came in and said, listen, you're not good enough for my daughter, so I'm going to bring in this other person here. Well, think of how it went Just down, say- too, Keely. Like, uh, uh, Sean McVay went on a vacation out of the country <laughs> to Mexico. That clearly everybody goes to. Why are all these people at, the, <laughs> was it Cancun or Puerto Yeah, Vada? I think it was Cabo. I actually Cabo, think it was Cabo. Cabo. They're all in Cabo. Yeah. <laughs> they and, all and go to this one place in Cabo. Now, I will say, I've been to Cabo. I went there as a, a high school uh, high schooler because uh, my, my father had won some work trip. I don't know. But it was good. <laughs> it was fun. We went deep sea fishing, and I didn't realize tuna were as big as they actually are. Mm. Uh, Cabo's a great place. I can see why, why people end up going. Uh, but you're right. Like, Cabo is always the place. Cancun, uh, nobody even thinks about Cancun anymore. It's a jilted travel lover. Cabo is taken over as the Mexico destination. But Back to my original analogy. Uh, Sean McVay went out of the country to a vacation. He leaves his he leaves his significant other, Jared Goff, at home. And by the time he got back <laughs> from Cabo, he had... Uh, uh, he had a new boo? Uh, he had a new boo, exactly. <laughs> and and not only that, then the the significant other was shipped off to a cold and and frigid part of the country never to see each other again. I mean, it's very, very cold, literally, what Sean McVay did to Jared Goff. uh, Again, I like to put ownership on what you can control. Because as Jared Goff, you can't control Sean McVay. You can't control what Sean McVay did. So did Jared Goff do everything he could to stay in the good graces of Sean McVay. Now, is that Before, necessarily true? Isn't? I, I don't know. I'm just, the, I'm just asking. Hey, I'm just asking a question. I'm you, with you, you Keely. You got to keep your man happy, right? Yeah. Okay. Here you. <laughs> <laughs> you. I mean, no. I'm not saying that people <laughs> should be unfaithful. I'm not saying Sean McVay should have cheated hey, on Jared Goff. 
Your How, heart wants what your heart wants. However, sometimes you sign up for one thing and it's not this is not what you thought. You're like, wait a minute. You, I, yeah. I, I thought, I thought you knew how to make cafe con leche. You do not. <laughs> See, once the honeymoon, that's how you really know if you you're into someone. That's once right. the honeymoon period is over, what do you have in common? Do yes. you still have the the butterflies in your stomach? And he clearly didn't. They were sleeping right. on opposite sides of the bed, uh, getting up at two a.m. and and he's leaving the room to go text. Oh, I'm just <laughs> sending emails, honey. Can't like wait that. To, wait a minute. I'm just saying. You know it's what, what, though, it's what I've heard. Any marriage that survived the pandemic, even though we're technically still in it, but you know what I'm saying, like yeah. survived the 2020 part oh of my it, God. you are rock solid. Because when that never, happened, when that yeah. lockdown happened, I said, uh-oh. Divorces are going to go up because people are going to realize they don't yep. like each other. Yep. Now you're putting it to the test. Absolutely. Okay. I My marriage has never felt stronger because we actually made it through the pandemic. Uh-huh. And it's not like we're not going back and forth and bickering with one another still. And there's always the stresses of the kids. But right. it, we're like, we know now, like we're a team. This, yep. is, this is not breaking because we survived being together inside, locked in for like a year and a half. Yep. Absolutely. That is a phenomenal point. Uh, Jay is in West Palm. Jay, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Talk to me. Jake. Hey, how's it going? How y'all doing today? Hi, good, man. Good, good. So my rooting interest in the game is, uh, you know, a uh, big lover and supporter of Florida State. So to watch uh, Cam Akers and uh, Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey get a yep. chance to the ring, man, I, I love it. I love it. And also to see some of those veteran guys get a chance to win, man, you, 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 it's hard not to root for the Rams. But they got some good quality guys over there. Coaching staff is good quality guys, so I would love to see them win. Yeah, and I think that's a good call. Appreciate your call, Jay. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, I mean, that dude, uh, his reputation was talk, 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 talk. But he's backed up everything, right? Even with the Jaguars and now going to the Rams. I mean, we're talking Keeley about a guy who can't stop talking, but he also has established himself as a top-five corner in the league every single year. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm all in on rooting for Jalen Ramsey. Jimmy's in Jupiter. Jimmy's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Jimmy. What's up, Ken? Love the show, man. Appreciate uh, you, brother. How can, yeah, man. How can you not root for Stafford? I mean, the guy, like yeah. you said, he's misery in Detroit for all those years. I mean, just a great story. He's not going to be in the league, I don't think, a, a lot longer. I mean, he'll be there a little bit, not as long as Joe Burrow, but Joe's going to have plenty of time to get there. I mean, it is hard to get back, but, man, the, the Stafford story coming out of Detroit, how can you not root for them? I mean, and everybody in there, you know, uh, Beckham and Ramsey, like you said, and all those guys, I mean, just a great story man it's a great i mean yeah. i'm not a huge la fan but, sure you know but personally the, the the personal rooting interests are what's so fascinating with this and thank you jimmy and the rams have a bunch of guys who deserve a lifetime achievement award have played at such a level where you'd feel really good if they won a championship uh, let's go ahead and get set for our number two keely ferguson wptv news channel 5 wflx fox 29 i'm ken levick i'm live on espn 1063